Bien cortico están los tres jardineros para Torriente. Se saca línea de hacia el jardín izquierdo. Empuja Torriente una más. El juego se pone 3 por 1. Good morning and welcome to episode 426 of Effectively Wild, the daily podcast from Baseball Prospectus, presented by the BaseballReference.com Play Index. I am Ben Lindbergh, joined as always by Sam Miller. We have an exciting guest today I'm, I'm happy to talk to. In a recent issue of Sports Illustrated, Eric Nussbaum wrote an article about how sabermetrics has spread to Cuba Uh, and it has developed a little bit differently in isolation from from the American sabermetrics we know, sort of like Darwin's finches uh, on an island going through their own evolution. And, and uh, there is a group in Cuba called the Independent Group for Baseball Investigation. And we are talking to one of the co-founders of that group today, Alejandro Aldama. Uh, so we are speaking to him now in Cuba. Alejandro, thank you for joining us. Thank you, thank you too. So can you tell us a little bit about uh, how you discovered Sabermetrics, how the other members of the group discovered it, and, and how you came together to study this? I'm not sure exactly what was the point in we were found, or we found the Sabermetrics. Uh-huh. But uh, we were kids, we played a lot of video games, and suddenly we found a new statistics. It was on base percentage that shocked us, uh, we believe we were like baseball or something like that. And suddenly we realized there were people who knew things uh, we did not. Mm-hmm. So that really impressed us. I think that was the beginning. Mm-hmm. And did you, uh, did you do research and, and study these things on your own before you discovered the work that had already been done? Yes, uh, we did. We have to do a lot of things. Uh, we have to try to do a war, uh, but I'm <laughs> but I'm awake. Uh, but uh, we didn't know the existence of uh, room value for uh, every base out the states. So when we found Tontango and the war was uh, impressive for us, and we realized that. We have to learn a lot, but yes, we have a very young tendencies or very young theories, uh, mostly in the short period of time. Uh, we disagree with a lot of the traditional theories or the traditional cybermetricians, but we think in the, in the general we are, uh, we are very very fond of the traditional sabermetrician and the compliments they have made in the last few years. Uh, how, uh, how available are, are even the basic statistics in Cuban baseball? How accessible are they? Do you see them in the newspaper the next day? Uh, is it pretty easy to get at least the basics? You know, who got base hits and who scored? Are there, um, you know, are there baseball cards for these players that you can flip around and see them? Or... Do you even have to sort of start from scratch when it comes to collecting this stuff? Well, uh, the Cuban Baseball Federation has the officials play-by-play of the championships. There is, it is not public information. Uh, we had a lot of troubles together. Uh, Senate, the Cuban Department for Stats in Sports, could not process that data, so it was like have nothing. 
they didn't care about it, but they didn't want to go to give us uh, that information. So uh, that's a tonic in Cuba. Uh, they don't care statistics a lot or enough, but they are very jealous with that information. It's the topic of Cuba. Everything is very different. And is there, you know, early in, in U.S. sabermetrics, before the research could be done, you had to make sure that you had that information. So you had to start, you know, charting it yourself, uh, batted balls and ground balls and fly balls and line drives and all this information that wasn't even kept by anyone before that. So have you and the other members of the group done that sort of data collection or have you mostly just tried to gain access to the data that already existed but wasn't publicly available? I think the first challenge was the access to information. Uh, after we found play-by-play -play data, uh, Camilo Quintas, graduated of computer science, had to create strike to process the data. We are able, we are able to calculate the room values of each even of each base out states in Cuba that never have been done before. Uh, Right now, we know what was the probability of winning the game in every moment in Cuba and baseball that never have been done before. We have pitch by pitch information thanks to our technology uh, that never have been done before. Another important problem is the technology. We have pitch by pitch information, but we don't have all the games. We have developed technology uh, to process video, but we don't have the cameras we need to have all the games so we can have all the information right now mm -hmm. but beyond the access to internet beyond the technology problem we are facing trouble with our name Cuban Baseball Federation wants to use a strike officially but we cannot be independent Carlos Del Pino director of the staff department of the Cuban Baseball Federation wants to give uh, to a lot of fans who do not have internet access to the information we have in our website, www.thegib.com, because we are independent, that kind of things are not possible in Cuba. Uh -huh. And and Strike is the, the name of, of your software that you've developed, right? For people who, who don't know, this is the, the software that allows you to, to generate these stats or to analyze these, these stats? Yes, Strike is the base of the all of our structure for the other projects we have. Yes, mm -hmm. Strike is the base. It's uh -huh. the, the primordial or the most important software we have. Mm -hmm. Now, are there things that, that sabermetricians believe to be true in, in Major League Baseball or Minor League Baseball that don't apply to the game in Cuba? Or what are the, what are the challenges when you adapt the research that has been done in the U.S. to Cuba, you know, is is there are there differences in terms of, of strategy or ballpark effects or or the talent level of the players there or the the run environment that you've had to adjust the work that's out there now uh, to to make it work for for the Cuban game. I think the most important difference with the traditional star metrics uh, is the way we analyze and predict performance in short periods of time. Uh -huh. and high pressure situations but it is not just a cuban thing uh, 
Every scientific theory has solid definitions. The definition of plus situations, for example, proposed by the traditional sorometrics, it is disappointment. Uh, sorometricians talking about the law. I have no word for it. <laughs> uh, we have found information with important predictive value in short periods of time and high pressure situations. Um, we have one year of practical experience with a real team in a real championship with great results. So even the, the things are very complex um, and we have been passing through a lot of different moments in our work. I think we have done a lot of interesting things and we have we have been able to apply the most important theories or most important results of the American or Canadian sorimetricians. So you um, you you just mentioned that you have found patterns or sort of predictive data in um, in these small samples of, of uh, performance under pressure clutch situations and that has been something that um, you know, in Major League Baseball, has been looked for for decades, and so far, all we get is noise, nothing conclusive. Do you think that it's something that's different in the sport, uh, in, or not in the sport, but in the leagues, that um, it's simply that you can find it in Cuban baseball, but we can't find it for some reason here? Or do you think that you have found something that would apply to Major League Baseball, and that would um, teach us all about Major League Baseball if we were able to see what you found? I actually see there is a problem of the way of looking or the way of analyzing that kind of situations. Of course, I think, I really think, uh, there are there is a lot of information, there is a lot of important results that they are not public because I suppose they are working with, with themes that the information worth money, but what I've seen is not right. It's not, we have a different way to, to look at things, to analyze that kind of periods of time. And I think the problem is the way you are looking or the way you are starting the analyze. Uh, we, are, we disagree with, with the concept of plus situations. We disagree with the way you analyze or the way the the public information available analyze the, the uh, predictive value in short period of time. Uh, we have different theories. Even if we were kids, um, we have been years working. And this year, we have the opportunity to work with Industrialis, is one of the most important teams in the, in the country. Um, we applied our theories and we had great results. So we know it's different baseball, but the theories we have applied in our baseball in in industrialis is a theory, and that theory works in every league. Now we know that's a different league. We know it's a different kind of baseball. But we think the theory works. Beyond that, the industrialists have been used and have been had results with our theories. We think the theory works.
Well, that's uh, that's fascinating. We'd we'd love to to know more about what you've found someday. But I realized that that you probably can't share all of your research now that you are working with a team. So can you can you tell us how that worked? Because you know, in in the major leagues, it took years or or decades for this research to be accepted by teams and for people who did this research to be allowed to work for teams. So. Uh, you were founded in, in 2012, it sounds like, officially, and you had been doing this research on your own for a while. And And at what point did you decide to approach teams to, to ask if you could work with them and, and offer uh, the kind of information that you have had? And did you find many of them to be receptive, or was it just one team that, that saw the value in what you're doing? Well, yeah. We started like a group of friends who share a passion, I suppose. Yeah. Now we have members who are graduate of computer science, engineers or mathematicians, philosophers, psychologists. I don't know. The things has changed, has changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are officially uh, in August 2012, but we have been working for a lot of years before. Especially Camilo and I, I tell you, we we have been doing things like we were playing, we think or we thought we were a group of friends having fun, but this became something different and something something useful. We realized that, and we became to to take this seriously. And in that moment, we tried to do our work, our work in the way we can sell products. I'm not only saying because the money. I only am trying to say like putting the way in the manner or in the context of managers and people of baseball who don't understand anything about math can be used for our work. When we started to do that, we received the, the offer of working with industrialists. We had to try to, to work with more weak or weaker teams, but <laughs> they, they, they didn't want to work with us. With us. Uh-huh. But industrialist Vargas is a very small person uh, I've been knowing that for a while, for, for a year, and I know he has changed with us. Even his trust in us has changed. But in at first, he was the only person who trusts in us. Now we are very popular in Cuba. Uh, we have offer of six teams. We have offer even in, in leagues. Uh, outside of Cuba, but in the stars, Vargas and Carlos Del Pino uh, weren't the only persons who work or who trust in us and wanted to work with us. Now we have, uh, I don't know, 17 seasons of the Cuban baseball. We have the last 10 years of different categories in Cuban baseball. I think under 23 years, under 21 years, under 18 years. Uh, we have access to a lot of different products of 
all the training system of Cuban baseball, uh, all the report medics or medical reports, every team season in the last few years. Right now we have uh, a lot of great results. Even we have a system of, I don't know how can I say that in English, to predict uh, lesions mm-hmm. or injuries. I think it's the right yes. term in English. Injuries in Cuban players. So in the moment we are in a very great moment, but not always was like this. Do you find that players are um, interested in what you find? Are they hostile to what they what you find? <laughs> Or are they just indifferent? And I guess same question for the average Cuban baseball fan. Okay. Uh, when we started to pull, to war with Industrialists, uh, the players didn't like us. <laughs> they really didn't like us. <laughs> they they weren't happy. Uh, we started to play like, uh, for example, uh, I don't know how can I say that in English. Uh, uh, defensive positions, uh, location of the defense. I don't know if I'm saying right. Yes, uh, like uh, you mean defensive shifting or positioning. Okay, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they didn't like it. But after a while, uh, the second base, Rudy Reyes, uh, <laughs> always looked to the, to the bank or the bench and say, where I put it down, where, where I have to play now. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, he didn't, uh, in a moment, he didn't like to play without, without our position or our localization for every player. So I think we, we have been changing the, man, the minds in the players, at least in industrialists. We, right now we have a, a great relationship with the players. We talk a lot with the players. We, we even joking with the players. It's important to say we, in Cuba, the, right now, the people think we, we made the decisions. Uh, when it goes right, they think we are genius. When it goes wrong, they think we are the worst people in the world of baseball. <laughs> but uh, we are only consultants. Uh, the merits the, is Lazaro Vargas. Lazaro Vargas is the manager. He, we talk a lot. We we give we give him uh, a daily report with I don't know uh, how can I optimize the lineup uh, how how use uh, his players in every situation. Uh, it's a, we have been growing in this year, but the decision at least in the end are. Lazaro Vargas. They had made, it had been made by Lazaro Vargas. But we are enjoying the process. We have learned a lot. And we, we are very happy. What can I tell you? And in the, uh, in the fans, uh, with rapid, the fans, in Cuba, it was very complicated to know or to have access to statistics. I don't know if, if you have connected to the official side of the Cuban Baseball Federation, but it's, I don't know, I, I don't want to talk about it, but <laughs> the Cuban fans of baseball, they didn't know how to, 
how to to get access to any kind of different stats or advanced stats. So we have a lot of appreciation for for them. Uh, they they have shown us. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to talk because it seems like I'm talking about myself, but I'm very happy. We all are very happy with with we come we is what we have been able to do. Uh, I repeat, our website is www.thegive.com and we have a lot of free information that it never has been seen before about Cuban baseball. It's really a part of the all information we have. It, it sounds like in certain respects, uh, Cuba might be ahead of, of the U.S. in terms of presenting these statistics in that Eric told me that he discovered your group because he was watching a Cuban baseball broadcast and he saw stats like BABIP and, and ERA plus on that broadcast that even today you don't see on most American uh, TV channels. Is that something that has, you know, really caught on in the last couple of years where if you watch a, a Cuban baseball game on TV or you listen on the radio or you read in the paper, you will hear people talking about these things? In a moment when we started, we didn't have access to internet. We, we have known or we found, we, found uh, we, we realized that there were people who knew things that we did not, but we didn't know exactly what they were doing. Uh, it was impossible for us to have access to internet, so we were blind. We have to beat. We have to do a lot of. We had to do a lot of things for for our own. So in that process, I think we have changed, and Cuba has changed. Now every Sunday we have uh, in the national television we have a, a game of MLRA. So, but. This is only one year ago. After the last few years, the the country has changed. I think we have do at least a little thing for the change. But yes, we in general the Cuban baseball fans they didn't know a lot about MLB. They don't know anything about sabermetricians or advanced stats or that kind of sense. I think the broadcast, uh, as I told you now, we have now popular and suddenly everyone's or the people who talk in TV shows and that kind of things wants to talk about our metrics or that kind of sense. And we are the sour metrics in Cuba, the only sour metrics in Cuba. Uh, but I, I don't think they are really interested. I think this is like, I don't know how can I say that more in English. It's like a, something in the moment, something right now. I, I hope, I hope the, the authorities and the people who have the power in baseball, who have the power to make change in baseball, to do things, importance in baseball, uh, open their minds. We have to work in, in that, way 
have to do a lot of things. We are doing a lot of things. But I think we are, Cuban in general is, is blind with respect of the world. Uh, and it, it sounds like you have tried to reach out and, and educate people on your on your website. I see that you have you have video tutorials and you have information about courses in, in sabermetrics that you've offered. So uh, it sounds like you have tried to to spread the word to other people in the area. Yes, we are trying. Uh, I think the, the problem with the Cuban is not the, the predisposition or uh, interested in funds or the common funds. I listen to the young people for, for the metrics or for the, the science applied to baseball. I think the problem is the access to the information. So we are trying to, to do with people or to make for people the things we, we couldn't have. So we are trying to, to do to reports or to teach some class or that kind of sense to spread uh, at the least the, the basic knowledge about sour metrics. So I think that is important for us. We are doing a lot of things, but I think that is in, an important thing for us. We are trying to do it. Mm-hmm. We don't think we are perfect, but we are doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and last thing, have you done any work on translating Cuban stats to the majors or projecting what Cuban players will do once they reach the majors? Yes, we have done. We have done. We have done uh, some projections. Do uh-huh. work. We have done a lot of work and that kind of subject. But how much are you going to pay me? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. only can tell you that we think that Jose Ariel Aureu, we expect uh, he has a war around 4.45. So uh-huh. I think that enough. Uh-huh. And is there anyone in Cuba now who uh, you expect to to make the same jump to the to the U.S. within the next year or two that that people should be excited about seeing? Yes, I think there is a lot of talent in Cuba. Uh, the talent is a subjective concept, but in the last few years, I think the heroes or the Cuban heroes has shown or have proved that they have been able to adapt or to succeed in, in minor league baseball. Uh, no, the pitchers are not all had much problems in the last few years. Mm-hmm. And that's consistent, that is consistent with our research. So we since we think there is a few pitchers but we really think there is a few players, a few heroes that can succeed in the greats, in the minor leagues. Uh-huh. But again, that, that information is private. <laughs> uh, in any case, we, we have a lot of, we have a few players of industrial players who we think they are great, but even that this conversation has been locked in the island here, like not so good, <laughs> but 
again, we think, yes, Cuban players have a lot of talent, Cuban players, uh, Cuban heroes had the possibility of us, the possibilities to succeed and in my leagues, I mm -hmm. think. And I really think. I don't know if you can, can tell me this, but is there a level of American baseball that you would consider the talent there to be equivalent to? You know, a, a lot of people will will say that, that Japanese baseball is somewhere between AAA and the major league level. Have you come up with a, a similar estimate of, of where the Cuban talent level falls on, on the, that same spectrum? I think our, our baseball has players who can play in minor leagues, but there is players who I think they they couldn't play even in a rookie league in the United States. So uh -huh. it's a tricky question. Uh huh. I see. Um, okay. Well, this has been really fascinating, and uh, we wish you the the best of luck with your work and your research. And uh, people can can read about a lot of it on your website. As you said, it's thegib.com, which is T H E G I I B. Uh, dot com and people can read about some of the research that you've done and who your members are and uh, can download some videos and stats to learn more about Cuban baseball uh, and I will link to that in our Facebook group and, and on Baseball Prospectus and I'll also link to Eric's Sports Illustrated article so that you can read a bit more about the group uh, and it's been really interesting to, to talk to. Thank you Alejandro. Uh, thank you to you but I want to apologize for my English. It's not as good as we would like. So thank you. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you. Uh, so uh, that's it for this week. Uh, please send us emails for next week at podcast at baseballperspectus.com. Join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash effectively wild. And again, I will post a link to Alejandro's organization on there. Uh, please rate and review us and subscribe to us on iTunes. And please support our sponsor, BaseballReference.com. Subscribe to the Play Index using the coupon code BP to get the discounted price of $30 on a one-year subscription. So have a wonderful weekend, and we will be back next week.